Smith for the TFON podcast here for season three, episode 20. And I got my guy, Neil Meyer, in the building. Neil, how you doing today? Good. How are you, man? Not too bad, man. We're just going to talk some update the people of the Bearcats stuff. They've been following the site. Um, you're keeping them, you know, abreast of what's going on. Uh, everybody knows that the NFL draft was last weekend. Bearcats had three that were drafted. Um, let's see how many. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven that got um, undrafted free agent deals. And you got three that got mini camp invites, rookie mini camp invites. Um, of the three, matter of fact, three that was the number. Do you feel like, did you think that was going to be a number that was called on between Thursday to, sun, to Saturday? Or did you think it was going to be higher? Because um, I'll ask you that first, actually. Yeah, I definitely thought it was going to be higher. I think three was a decent number. I mean, everyone kind of knew Trey, Tyler, and Josh were going to go, but Ivan not getting drafted still blows my mind. Just everyone saw the statistics that he did the last two seasons. We saw what he was able to do, A, at Miami of Ohio, but then what he did as a Bearcat in the lone season. But to see him slide and go undrafted, really blew my mind, especially after you're coming off a season with 137 tackles, 21 and a half tackles for loss, 10 sacks. Like those numbers, like it, it, it just caught me by a little bit of surprise to see him fall and go undrafted. For sure. Same, same. I definitely thought him, I thought uh, him for sure. I thought Bush would get some late round love. I thought Lenny Taylor would get some late round love. And I thought maybe on Hicks, and Hicks as well in there. Yeah, I thought Hicks would slide in there too. Just because of the the history of the UC safeties of the last couple of years. You got to think about it. You got Wiggins, got the late round love. If he wasn't injured in college, he would have, you know, slid in there earlier for sure. Um, then you have how good Derek Forrest has been playing. Then you, you, you know, Super Bowl winning uh, Brian Cook, you know, who was a second round pick last year. So I just thought. With the lineage of the, of the last what three years? Has it been three or no? Last two, you got three people that were drafted in the same backfield. I thought just because of the playmaking ability he has and the length, I thought he would get get a shot. You know, I mean, he's still getting a shot, but I thought he would get drafted or possibly like in the late late rounds, uh, or even on the um, undrafted free agent stuff. I thought he would be like one of the first ones they swooped up to as well. So um, they must know something we don't. But I don't know, but uh, rooting for him as well. Um, but it just was crazy. I, I expected, you know, probably like six. I thought maybe six would get drafted in three-ish. It caught me by surprise. But, I mean, I've co- I mean, been covering a team for a while. I've seen a lot of dudes that haven't been drafted that stick. I mean, just look out on, on rosters now. You got, like, Eric Wilson, linebacker, been playing for like four or five years, not drafted, stuck. Um, you know, Marquise Copeland, still an NFL roster as we speak. He was an undrafted free agent. Um, Mike Boone, you know, undrafted free agent. So, like, it's a lot of people that have went this path that, you know, have still, you know, had nice NFL careers. So I'm hoping that the Bearcats that, you know, got drafted and didn't get drafted, hope they still get a chance to showcase their talents and get the right opportunity. Um so, but yeah, that definitely shocked me, man. That definitely shocked me. Um, let's see. So we 
cross that off the bucket list, but we'll, we'll we can always go back to that. But we'll talk, talk about the current team, man. You know, they got two since last time we probably talked. They got two new wide receivers, uh, Braden Smith from Louisville and Aaron Turner from UConn, both small on the smaller side. Um, Aaron seems like he's a more explosive guy from just looking at, you know, tape and seeing numbers. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. Um, what's your impression on those two guys? And then I'm going to talk about the guy they had for a couple of days. And then he's now in Colorado as well. So we'll, we'll dance around the first two and then dive into that Colorado situation. Yeah. So Aaron Turner uh, tape really stood out to me. I mean, obviously we see the speed, we see the athleticism there. Uh, he's about 5'10", 190, maybe 185, 190. Uh, smaller than that? The Aaron kid? Maybe, yeah, maybe a little bit like 5'10", 5'8", 5'9". A little quicker. Uh, put up good numbers at UConn, though. I think he had nearly 600 yards, which is uh, great for a smaller school in UConn, especially within uh, the aspect for football at that university. Uh so I thought I think it could be a great asset. I mean, we've seen the history that uh, undersized receivers have had here at the University of Cincinnati. I mean, we saw it with Trey and how they used him in multiple different ways, whether it's in special teams or in the slot, jet sweeps, jet motions. Like, it's going to be curious to see how they use them. But obviously, the wide receiver room right now is still working things out. Obviously, after losing Tyler and Trey, and now the NFL, and then. You see Nick Mardner from a season ago transfer to Auburn, and they're only bringing back one guy from a season ago, and that's Chris Scott. So, overall, I mean, I think it's obviously one of the rooms people are looking at and saying, yeah, we're going to add to this room. So, I think it, I think it could be a good fit, but we'll, I guess we'll find out later in, uh, later in the summer. But then you mentioned Braden Smith, and I think it was a no-brainer. Obviously, a Louisville guy. He knows Scott Satterfield's system. It wasn't really a hard decision, in my opinion. Probably just come right down the road with a coach he's familiar with, an offense he's familiar with. And, I mean, he had decent opportunities down there. So, I mean, I think obviously he fits in. He now reunites with former teammate D. Wiggins. So, I mean, D. Wiggins is an older guy who can – he can take him by, by the leash and be that veteran guy. I mean – I think what he played his first three years at Louisville, if I remember right. So he's an older, older veteran, which is good for the locker room. But overall, I mean, that wide receiver room is a position of need. And to go out and get those two guys who are both kind of familiar with the system, Scott Satterfield runs, and whether it's something they ran in the past or obviously Braden Smith has ran that system at Louisville. So I think it's a great fit. And I'm I'm very curious to see how they turn out. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Braden Smith, um, you know, I think he, Juco one year, then the last three years at, at Louisville. Mm -hmm. So he's definitely experienced in the system. He had a couple years with more than 20 catches. I know it's not like stats that just, you know, blow you out, you know, sock, knock you out your socks. But at the end of the day, he seemed like a solid, solid grab for them, especially with uh, a room that needs numbers. Um, so now we'll go into, what's the name? Tavares? Tavares? Tavares Dawson. Um which the guy I was super excited to Bearcats snagged from Auburn, former four-star recruit. And over the weekend, Coach Prime got his mitts on him, and he ain't coming back, y'all. So um, what's funny is, like, all right, so it's like it's kind of like a 
with the prime thing, people are like so butthurt that prime <laughs> um, just kind of just wiped house with a team that had, they won one game last year. I mean, it's a lot of transfers, but at the end of the day, it's a different, it's a different ball game, man. And it sounds like he just was keeping it real with him. But uh, that's another, that's for another story. But, you know, Prime got his hands on somebody and he needs people. And he got Dawson out of there because I, I was exci- super excited for the grab of Dawson. And he's not going to be here, man. It's the second guy that's been plucked after the fact with the new regime. Um, but it's a different game, especially on a transfer portal. NIL is a different animal. Um, I won't speak on that part of it, but it's just a different animal in general. So, but uh, the second guy, man, is that, does that make you worried? Or is that something that's just like it's part of the game now? I think it's part of the game now. I mean, we've seen it in the past. I mean, obviously, you mentioned NIL being a huge factor. I mean, transfer portal's wild. We all know that. But overall, it's it's a new game right now. And, I mean, if it kind of just shows, too, like, hey, they're recruiting the right guys if other schools are offering them. And obviously, yeah. the one kid that got offered was a Big Ten school in Maryland. And now Coach Prime's coming, stealing one of our guys. So, I mean <laughs> – they're getting the offers. They're getting the looks by the powerhouse schools. So, I mean, obviously Colorado's got some things going on, but they're going to turn it around and get this ball rolling. Uh, it's never easy under coaching change, and you have all the other stuff that go behind the scenes and whatnot. But overall, I mean, you can't be mad he went to Colorado. I mean, it sucks. Former four-star recruit, probably had a great amount of offers coming out. Would have loved to seen what he could have do in a wide receiver room that's – doesn't have that much of numbers right now. I thought, hey, they just pulled this four star out of the out of the portal from Auburn. Maybe just needed a fresh start, but looks like he's heading to Colorado for that fresh start. So in the end, it just shows they're recruiting the right guys, and that's that's all you can really say. I mean, that's part of the game nowadays. For sure, it's like it's almost like you gotta you gotta keep them on campus as they commit if mm-hmm. they're in the portal. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I got to get them to sign that NIL or, yeah, or like, MLI right there. Whatever, yeah, you got to get them to stay. Like, you can't be like, all right, you're committed. And then be like, nah, I ain't going to let you sign. <laughs> it's almost like uh, you got to push them. <laughs> push them in there. Like, nah. Because it, it's, it's a different game, man. Because it's a, I don't know, you know, in general, whatever we offered or whatever he could earn here. It's different, man. Everybody's an employee right now. Like, nobody wants to say that, but it's a year-to-year thing. Like, it's not like how it was back when, shoot, hell, five years ago, where you knew, like, people, like, even when Fickle came aboard, right? Like, you know how, like, Dion, he mass exodus everybody. I won't say mass exodus. He just kept it real with people. Like, look, I don't think you fit or whatever. This is going to be a playing time. This is going to be X, Y, Z. And then you get people that opportunity. I mean, if it was like that, then when Fickle came, I'm pretty sure a lot of people would have not stuck around possibly because you, you, because back then you had, unless you got a waiver and waivers weren't like they are now and you didn't get that free transfer. So it's a different animal, man. The game's different. Now people can get paid different animals. So people have, if you adapt, you'll be okay. If you're stuck in 2010 where you're like well my kid wouldn't leave my kid wouldn't do this then you're going to be left there and you're going to be an ancient program so um it happens man positive is if you like you said satterfield is trying to get the right guy um because a team like you know a program or a coach like you know prime went and got one of the guys that you thought we were going to have on the roster so i mean 
he's definitely targeting right people. Just got to keep rolling and see what happens. But um, we'll talk. I mean, we probably some stuff we talk about in the offseason. What's key is going to be what that wide receiver room looks like. They have a, a few, but they do need some depth. Like when we look at the roster, that's probably on the that maybe tight end. You think that's probably like the two spots that need like the most numbers, you think, that they got to kind of attack? Yeah, yeah, most definitely. I mean, obviously, anytime you can get depth on the defensive line, defensive end position, it's always a great thing. Obviously, you know, the season goes down. I mean, we saw it last season when Malik went down with the injury. Yeah. What was that, week one, week two? Yeah, first or second so, game. Let's say like yeah, first, first play or something, right? Like yeah, first play, first home game. Yeah. But, I mean, anytime you can create that depth up front, it's always nice too. But overall, I think, I think they hit that wide receiver room pretty hard here in the portal. Yeah. I think so as well. So, but I mean, it's a new game, man. And more faster people get stuck, get their head out the sand, the more they just understand it. it's a part of the game. That's what's going to happen, man. It's going to happen. But it's just ironic. People are like bashing Dion and Danny Like bashing him, bashing him, bashing him. He got one of the players that, that everybody was happy about. So it's crazy. But. This guy is it's, it's what it is. So switching gears, man, let's talk a little bit about the basketball team, the men's basketball team. Um, you know, they signed two guys, man. They got CJ Frederick from um, local kid um, from UK. And the surprise about that is he has two years left, right? Everybody kind of thought he was only going to have one year. He's got two years left of eligibility, sharpshooter. Um battle some injury um, issues at UK, but if everybody knows if he's healthy, he's a hell of a three point shooter, um, like unconscious with it. So um, six, three um, got some length on him, And then you got Simus. I might have to have you say this one, Luke, Luke, Lukosius. I got that right. First time. That's what's up. So Simus, Lukosius from Butler, um, kind of a do it all dude, man. Six, six can shoot, shoot it from deep. Um, rebounds very well for his um, for size, and, and he's kind of a playmaker, man. Like you know, averaging 12, 5, and three, that's that's not bad at all playing in the Big East. So he has two years as well. Um, now that the team currently is full, currently, because I mean, they're still rumbled that they're in the portal a little bit, trying to sniff and see what's going on. Uh, what do you how do you feel about these two two big grabs at the Bearcats? got yeah i think both of them are great grabs obviously we talk about them being active in the portal already this offseason after landing jamil reynolds from temple so they get the big that they that they were desperately looking for but then you get inside and you it's always good to bring a hometown kid home especially after losing the local jeremiah davenport to arkansas so i mean uh adding a guy like cj frederick is phenomenal for west miller i think a, we all know what he's capable of doing when he is healthy. Uh, but, I mean, look back at his time at UK. Like, let's be real. Those injuries, are it's nothing like they were typical, like, sprained ankles or whatnot. These were like, when he got hurt, they were like freak injuries. I mean, I was talking about it earlier on the Locked On Bearcast uh, podcast with Alex. The one injury was when he dove into the sands and took a camera to the ribs. Like, let's be honest. You can't, you can't <laughs> predict that kind of thing. Yeah, like, that's crazy. Like, that's just one of those freak accidents. He's given his 110% effort, just happened to catch something in the crowd that unfortunately hurt him. Yeah. So, I mean, 
it's not like these two are freak injuries, but I mean, if he's back, if he can get back to the full 2020 CJ Frederick that he was at Iowa, where he's lighting that thing up from 42, 43% from behind the arc, it, it's going to be a fun time in fifth third arena. So, I mean, but overall, I mean, CJ Frederick is more than just a three point shooter as well. I mean, he does a lot of things well. I mean, you mentioned his length there. He has great length. He can really shoot the ball. But, I mean, overall, I mean, just we saw him light it up at Iowa before he transferred to UK the first time. So, I I feel I feel astronomically like that was the one need they needed was someone who has the ability to score, especially after you lose Jeremiah Davenport, Landers Nolly, and Jeremiah da- and uh, David DeJulius. Yeah. So, I mean. You lose those three guys, those are your top three scorers right there. So, I mean, obviously, J.D. hit the portal, and then Landers is off to the NF, uh, NBA. And then, <laughs> thinking, about, thinking about the draft. <laughs> and then uh, David's uh, out of eligibility and pursuing professional options, we hope. So, yeah. I mean, look at that. I mean, it's it's not going to be easy to replace a guy like Landers Nolly or David DeJulius or D- Jeremiah Davenport, but looking at the additions they had, I mean, C.J. Frederick, has great ability to to put on put up some good nights in fifth third arena where he can go out there and get you 15 18 points hopefully and i mean i mean i think i heard it online i mean if i remember right he's only he's a cuff cath grab and i'm pretty sure he only lives like five ten minutes from campus so i mean it was kind of like a no-brainer like come back home let's do this but it also helped Wes miller recruited him the first time around when he hit the portal so i mean it's not like he had to really spend much time building a relationship because the relationship was already built. True. True. So, but then Simon Lukosius, like you mentioned, that's a guy six foot seven can do it all. I mean, anytime you, you look down, you see 12, five and three. I mean, he took astronomical big steps from year one to year two at Butler under Thad Mata. So, I mean, overall, that's a huge get, huge get for the Bearcats. And I think it's just because not only is he, is he a 38% three-point shooter? But he's just one of those guards who's like, can just do it all. Like, averaged 33 minutes a game last season for Butler. Can really, really be a dynamic playmaker. He loves to crash the boards. I mean, anytime you get a guard that size getting boards, five five boards a game, especially in the Big East, as you mentioned, like, it's pretty impressive. So, I think right now those two those two are big, big transfers uh, for West Miller and the Bearcats. And, it's gonna be a fun time in Fifth Third Arena this season, and a lot of a lot of shots will be falling. For sure, man. Like this kind of change, like this, how they hit the portal was very, very important for the outlook of next season. Because you you had a lot, you got. I mean, I feel like their freshman class that has come in um, is going to be. It's very good. A lot of potential. You got Jizzle James that just got finished with the uh, Irison Classic over the weekend. Um, where you got former NBA players coaching them and stuff like that. And they're saying he's the real deal. You got, you know, Ray Pond Griffith, who is, you know, everybody knows he could do his thing, local guy as well. It's going to bring a lot of athleticism and length to the team and shooting ability as well. So like, you you know, you got that, you know, six, seven guy that could fly um, coming back home, staying home, um, et cetera. Then you got day day Thomas, who, is one of the best Juco guards and, you know, he's can fly, he can shoot. So, you know, if he could hit the ground running, you know, him and Jizz will get the ground running where they can hold the point guard down and be creators and, you know, be shot makers, 
you know, it's going to be huge. But with these two shooters that you get, plus I think Dan Skillings is going to make a huge jump over the summer. Um, it's just going to be huge, man, because if they, you know, I'm pretty sure they're going to be able to get uh, Newman back. And I think that brings, you know, somebody that's versatile that can be able to play the wing and be very athletic. Um, if he doesn't have any setbacks or anything like that, I feel like that's going to help the team just have more depth and then you'll be able to just play at a faster pace. And, you know, now you got a, a, at least a three-headed monster in the post where you got Vic, um, Odie, and Jamel, um, where that just gives you depth, man, where you just can kind of rotate. Somebody's in foul trouble. You're still pretty solid, man. And, um, you know, still, I, I still think Josh Reed, if he develops, I think I feel like he could have a real good, a real big freshman and sophomore jump as well. Um, so you just, man, I think they're in a good position where before the before the changes, who knew what was going to happen? I mean, everybody kind of had the Bearcats being a little bit, definitely being down in the Big 12. But I feel like they can at least be middle of the pack and top maybe lower half, you know what I mean, now. And as you see, like, you know, just think about, like, who was real bad, not real bad, but like West Virginia, they started off terrible in the Big 12 and they made the tournament and was making noise at the end. You see Kansas State make a deep run. You know, they Texas had lost. Texas made a run there late in the yeah. season as well. Yeah. Like, you know, in K-State won, like, what, five games a year before or something crazy like that, mm-hmm. something like that. So it was like, I mean, I feel like. Went through a know, whole coaching change and everything. Yeah. So it's like you got people that are staying, you got staff staying, you know, nobody leaving on that end doesn't seem. You got a lot of players staying, not having big turnover. So you got a good infusion of young people and people that have been playing bat- college basketball for a year or two. So I think they're in a prime position to possibly shot some people. And I feel like um, the more shooting you have on the floor, which they've added, I think it's going to be nothing but sky's the limit for this, for this team and program. Cause it's a lot of talent over there now in, they, they don't got nothing. To, I mean, now you look at that roster, you like, man, it's, I think Wes can do some things with that roster. And if they make another move or two, who knows what happens? You know what I mean? Because there's some people that they said they're looking at, and if that happens, they get a lot stronger. So who knows, man? Um, but I'm excited about that. And it's just been a good uh, good couple weeks for the Bearcats overall, I think, for all the programs. Even shout-out to the women's team too, man. Um, Where they added three, three ladies? Yeah, three right? ladies. Right in the last week and a half, got what two big, two big girls, I guess, big guys, big men. I don't know if you call them big men or not on that. My bad, I don't need need to be correct on that. Yeah, they went and got a six five, six, they got six five and a six, six four, six four. And the one Destiny Thomas was Katrina Merriweather's uh highest rated recruit at Memphis a season ago. So I didn't know that. So I knew she was legit, but I didn't know she was the highest rated. Yeah. So that's a big grab for her, obviously. And then you bring in Destiny Snyder, who they announced today, another six foot five. And that's just something the Bearcats didn't have last season was that kind of size. And now you're looking down at the roster and you can see they're starting to build that size with six foot five, six foot four. So it's going to allow allow them to do a lot, a lot of different things that they really weren't able to do. And it'll be curious to see how that size plays into a factor. It really allows Jillian Hayes to weather play at that natural three position where she can really 
do a lot of damage for the Bearcats. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how this plays out. For sure, man. For sure. So just I mean, we just want to touch base and kind of I know last week we didn't do a pod, um, but the week before we did too, we talked to Javon Hicks and we also talked with James Tunzo, who both um have gotten you know air and field opportunities within the last week. So that's dope to see that. Um so I kind of took a week off and didn't do anything, but you know, Neil's been rocking out, man. So Neil, let everybody know where they can find your other work at because you've been on a few pods lately. Yeah, so obviously uh, Alex Frankie <laughs> has been uh, having me on on Locked On Bearcats about once a week. So you can make sure to go check out check out Locked On Bearcats. Uh, continue to support what they're doing over there. They're doing great things. Then you can check us out at 48 Minutes Network as well. I know JT knows we've been working on some things with our at-large bid podcast. We'll have another episode coming to you guys soon, uh, just playing the waiting game within the transfer portal, so like everyone else. And then obviously check us out on Twitter, the front office news. You can find my work at MeyerNeal6 on Twitter. Uh, but, yeah, just continue to check out the YouTube page, the front office news. Continue to give us uh, your guys' support. We appreciate everyone who's tapped in and, ready to keep this ball moving for sure man and make sure i subscribe to the youtube page man we, we're creeping creeping on a 400 um trying to get to that 1k man so i know somebody i know somebody i love bearcat sports tell them to hit subscribe even they don't go on a youtube channel and make them subscribe um, and if you yeah. like what we're doing make sure you hit hit up 513 shirts and buy some of that tfon merch as well oh for sure yeah definitely do that don't forget to do that. We got to try to think of some. Me and Neil might got to put our heads together, think of some designs before the season. Uh, maybe when some, another announcement comes up, maybe we'll think of something to try to make something jump a little bit. We'll think about that. But yeah, but make sure y'all support, man. We appreciate it. Um, just wanted to touch base real quick, man. So it's nothing, nothing too long. We ain't gonna over talk your heads all this time. But we'll be back next week to kind of see what else happens, man. Because the portal's still open. Who knows what can happen? And uh, when something happens, we'll be here to report it. Make sure y'all hit the website up because whenever something comes up, it's going to be posted on the site um, ASAP. So uh, keep sharing, keep liking, comment, whatever. If you hate it, that's cool too. But let us know. Man, all feedback is good feedback as long as we give it some feedback. But um, I'm JT Smith. I'm Neil Meyer. All right, we're signing out, y'all. Let me squeeze. Let me squeeze. Let me squeeze.